Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, whatever time you're listening. Welcome to Whip It Out podcast, episode number 13. Today, we are here with me, Nicole Evans, and the fabulous Sophie James, as usual. Hello, ha. I thought you were going to say, hey, hun. Hey, hun. Hey, hun. Hey, hun. We're joined by the fabulous Nikki Smith today. Hi, Nikki. Hi, How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah? Yeah. So this crazy lady, to tell you a little bit about her, um, she is a creative, beautiful groomer. And today, how many dogs did you groom? Uh, Twelve today. Twelve. And then on top of that, she runs Riddle's Creative Box. So she was busy packing all different orders. And yeah. Nick has Nick has her... Uh, it's very confusing today because there's two Nicks. So even one of them don't understand who I'm talking to. So our Nick has some other facts about Nikki she's going to read out. So go for it, Nick. So Nikki, fantastic current creative groomer of the year. Yeah, I'm very proud of that one. Multiple best in shows, multiple first places. Your accolades are endless. Well done, you. Thank uh, you. So you currently the hot thing on the market of creative grooming right now. I wouldn't say me, but yeah, I think Riddles is. Riddles is doing really well. Yeah, fantastic. So you've actually just launched your new website. Tell us about yeah. it. So uh, I never anticipated doing this, but um, so Riddles Creative Box is basically the biggest creative supplier to the UK. Um, we're getting all different products in. Lots of new products coming in every week just to make creative grooming accessible for everyone. It's so difficult to get products over here. So we wanted to make sure that actually if we want certain dyes or certain colours, we've got pet safe friendly products uh, accessible to everyone. Marvellous. So anybody, you, you, they used to just be able to get you through Facebook though, didn't they? So this is like a fairly new yeah. thing for you. Yeah, so the website took hours and hours and hours, but it's been really good. Like, it was always me just answering messages on Facebook, but it takes so much time. And running a busy parlour, like, trying to walk 12 dogs a day, it's not very easy, you know? So, yeah, we've, we've stretched out to the website. Uh, it just makes things a bit more accessible for everyone. Oh, Hold up. You're in 12 dogs. 12 dogs. 12 so, dogs. Say that again, so. Hold up. 12 dogs. Yeah, 12 dogs. But what? the thing is, like, I, I'm a creative groomer. If anyone has been into creative or extreme creative, they'll understand that it takes, like, one of my dogs, some of his hair has been growing out for over two years. Like, I can't just change what? design. Yeah. Two like, years? What breed? Poodles. So we have 10 poodles, a Yorkie and a hairy hairless crested. How do you fit any clients in? Uh, I work hours. I love what I do. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, but I'm still unsure. So, two years, and you mm -hmm. haven't trimmed anything on that dog. No, no, no. So, for example, uh, the current design, he has a macaw across his back, and some of that hair hasn't been trimmed because I want it so long and flowing. I've just sort of nurtured it over the time and got I'm, it as long as I can. I have another question. What the hell is a macaw? Oh, you know, like the, the, I think they're, they're from like the jungle, you know, like big rainbow parrots. Oh, I thought you meant mohawk. Okay. 
We've got a problem with this accent going on. You're both calling it Macaw and I'm calling it Macaw. <laughs> no? Okay, I need to let that one up. No. Yeah, it's so whereabouts, what's, whereabouts are you from, Nikki? Because you're not too far from Sophie. I am Portsmouth. Oh, no. You're south. <laughs> like, like, the northern south divide. Mohawks and Macaws. <laughs> I think it's a problem with your listening, your hearing, Sophie. I don't think it's an accent problem. I think it's a yeah, yeah. problem. <laughs> fair point, fair point. <laughs> so this week we've asked the public opinion. And I know for any creative groomer, that's something that would usually run spikes of fear up our spines asking for public opinion because it's so varied. So, so very varied. Um, so here's a first question for you, Nikki. Have you ever been verbally attacked for what you do to your dogs? Um, so early on, so going back three years ago-ish now when I first started it, um, someone shouts across the road, like, oh, that's cruel, that poor dog, or, oh, piss off. Like, nothing really. Like, honestly, even in my area, people are like, oh, my God, that dog's rainbow, or, oh, my God, that dog's green, or he looks like a sheep. Like, they love it. I, d I don't know if it's just my area. Like, it's not, it's not exactly a snobby area, but it's quite a nice area. I don't know if maybe different areas will treat things or creative grooming differently. I just picture you walking down the road with 12 different animals and leads. <laughs> it's really good fun. And the core, a sheep. <laughs> the sheep was the best though. Someone was like, is that actually a dog or a sheep? Like genuinely concerned if it was a sheep or a dog. They were like, it's a dog, like say hello. I really wanted to do that with my Bichon that I used to have. I really wanted to shave his legs off and make them black and like this massive cloud. <laughs> It, honestly, it's probably my favourite design on on that little boy. It's oh. my it's my guilty pleasure. It's like I, I I love creative grooming. I've dyed my old English before, but it's when people make the dogs into a different animal. I fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's good fun of him. That's what I live for. <laughs> right, yeah. so this does off, Nikki. Tell us what animals or what creative designs have you done? Um. Well, there's loads of little bits. Loads of like coloured ears, coloured tail, you know, like different designs. Like uh, I done a little Halloween theme the other day with like uh, cobweb, spider, um, and some like writing on the side of one. But the main ones are obviously the dragon, or the yeah dragon, wasn't it? That I done with Whippet mm -hmm. on the lockdown. Yeah. Um, and then we had the sheep. That was that that was really good fun. He he was so cuddly and so cute. Um, and then my dog was a clown. That was my very first one. Um, I coloured uh, the sheep dog. I coloured him in a rainbow once. That was not really an animal, but yeah, I haven't really done too many animals. Um, I had the mermaid. Do you remember the mermaid? Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, so there's a few animals and obviously the macaw. So if you look at one side of the dog at the moment, he does look like a macaw but like flying across the dog. So not to be I, confused with a mohawk. <laughs> no, yeah, looking not this up. Macaw, how do you spell it? M-A? Parrot, yeah. Sophie, just parrot. <laughs> Is it literally uh, yeah. parrot? Google parrot. parrot. Google parrot. <laughs> it's, it's, tell me I'm not the only one that's thinking they're saying mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hilarious if we were in a competition, you were like, me and you doing it together, and you go, we're going for a mo macaw, yeah? And I'm like, yeah. And I just shake <laughs> Left his big straight, but you'd be like two years of growth. And I've just left a little yeah. on. <laughs> no, 
you know, we're talk, going back to the like getting abuse in the street. I, whenever I had albedide, <clears throat> I tended to have like loads of positives, except the guy who we normally get our sandwiches from at lunchtime. Um, and he still does it to this day, even though she's, she's old now and I don't, I don't uh, colour her anymore. Um, but he still to this day goes, are you still abusing that poor little sheepdog of yours, are you? I'm like, no. And he's like, so <laughs> cruel, so cruel. Here's your sandwich. Some of these dyes and stuff that take no longer than a normal shampoo. So I use one of the ones that you gave me, Nikki, actually. Yeah. Um, and I used it and it literally was just like part of the shampoo. Just did the second wash in that, left it on. Yeah. I didn't even really leave it on. I just rinsed it off and she came out a lovely light, light blue colour. Um, the only thing, my one thing that I do is my, my dogs are always the ones people can experiment with. And Ryan was doing some training with some of the guys and they've come out with all sorts. And like Ryan, Ryan doesn't really do creative that much. So he really enjoyed just like being like, okay, let's do this. It's crazy, whatever. Um, and they always come back and my husband hates it. He's like, what the hell? Like they'll have like hearts in them. And he's like, I'm not even warm. Like, Why do you let them do it? But I was like, I think it's quite cute. I think it's quite fun. <laughs> And yeah. my dogs love attention, so why not? Exactly. Yeah. Right, when my Ryan, whenever I, like, groomed, I, I, last time I groomed, I groomed Vegas. And Vegas is my little poodle, Cross Bichon. Um, and I dyed her completely, like, you know, the all paws bright pink. Literally head to toe bright pink. And I, I showed, I presented Vegas as if to say, <laughs> and he went, I'm not fucking walking that dog. <laughs> I'm not fucking them anyway. Something's never changed. <laughs> so, um, we have asked for public opinion anyway, so we're going to start off with the groomers. Um, so that we've got quite a few comments, so I'm going to start off. So Vicky Perman is another creative groomer, well known in the industry. So she said, understanding the products used is key. How you use them and most importantly, when not to use them. Being a creative grooming, we're in the public eye with our dogs. So we're trying to change the stigmas and negatives surrounding creative dog grooming. Done safely and correctly, creative grooming can be enjoyable for all involved and those that meet our dogs. But I will add, the one thing that does upset me is when fellow groomers are nasty and say it's cruel and they, as they should know better. Yeah, I love, and she's put quite a few pictures up as well. I love the flowers. So I, I just really wish I could do it or that I had the patience and the time to do it as well. As Here's a question about the flowers, right, Nikki? You'll be able to answer this. Are the flowers literally just for photo opportunity? Do they just fall after the photo? <laughs> um, so I believe they are, because um, you can get like a lot of extensions and stuff. So if you were to create something off the coat, you could clip it in and have that same effect. Um, but the, yeah, I'm not too sure exactly how Vicky done them. Um, but yeah, I, I have seen it before with hair extensions and um, something called a wool pad that you colour and you create a flower out of the wool pad and then stick some hair clips to it and then put it on the dog and hey presto, there's like a fancy crown or you know something to add to the coat. So like opportunities. That sounds quite good because I um well, this week my old English she's got she had both ear canals removed a few about a month ago, and they're talking about potentially removing the complete ear now, like both mm -hmm. ears. So she'll have like no no looking at it in the ears. There's not even a flap that hangs over. And I was thinking I could do something quite cool on the top of her head. I could put a little like, mohawk. <laughs> yeah, mo <laughs> 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 
yeah. yeah, like you could just it's it's easy enough to just make it out of clips and just clip it in. Like how like a fascinator. That's it that is generally what a lot of people do. Like these fancy heads and stuff. If you'd broke it down, if you took all the like shebang off of it, it would just be a normal head. It's sometimes photos aren't all that meets the eye. And mm -hmm. I think that's where sort of a bugbear for me is like me growing a coat out for two years plus and like nurturing that coat and looking after that coat like uh, some of my dogs look terrible because I'm growing them out <laughs> like I wish I had more dogs <laughs> even though I have 12 I wish I had more because I would love to do all these things like some, I really struggle with it because I can't always do all, everything I want to do I've only got 12 dogs I've, yeah. I've only got I've only got 12 dogs <laughs> Nikki your food bill must be fucking outrageous <laughs> I don't even add it up. I just just pay it and just ignore it. Yeah, it's best way. Think? Oh, no, we'll talk about that another time. Um, okay, so we've got another one here. So Leslie Garrett, she says, I'm not a fan of creative grooming, but I appreciate the skill of the groomers who do it. Grooming to me is for the comfort of the dogs, and I love dogs to be natural, as I think they're beautiful enough as the way they are. What do you think of that? I 100% agree. There is... Some of my dogs, I only do certain things on because that's all they'll tolerate. And it's not even about tolerates, it's about what they enjoy. I never want to put a dog through something that it's not going to enjoy. Like, you could almost put that into the perspective of show trims, though. Do you think a show trim is, does the, does the dog ask to be put into that show trim? No. Does the dog ask to be coloured? No. But does the dog um, get positive attention from it? Yeah, generally. Not so much show trims, like I think... Maybe that's a different aspect, but um, I do definitely think that, okay, the dog isn't asked to be coloured, but yeah, they, they love the attention. If anything to them, it's a conditioning treatment, that's all. I think that's a really, um, really good point, because when you said that, I've never really thought of it like that. If you think all those show dogs, like any, yeah. any dog that's in full coat and has that massive routine, that's a massive and More effort would go into when I had an old English in full coat, more effort would go into that than putting a little flower or doing a pink yeah. thing. But no one would have said to me that I was being cruel for keeping my dog in full coat. Yeah. Like, it's really funny. Isn't are, it? Yeah, like this is what I really hope that people will take from this is it's not just creative grooming. It's not just, it's not for my ego. I, I actually, although yes, it's brought me out of dark places and it's, it's like sort of changed my life a bit. It's changed my life, but it's also improved theirs. They love it. I, I guarantee I have got one daughter called Poker and she's black. So she's not like, I don't bleach her or anything like that. She's the zebra stripes I had on the other day. I'm growing her into Conti, funny enough. Um, but she will not get off the damn table. And like I could groom her for 10 hours and she would still stand on that table. I think it's all about the dog. Yeah, it's absolutely about the dog. Obviously, you've seen my old English, and I've coloured her legs and ears yeah. before. And she's she's eight now, but she's got really bad back legs. And yeah. the last show we did, I think, was actually it might have been the grooming show last in twenty nineteen. And uh, oh no, it was Premier Groom. Sorry, it was Premier Groom. And I put her up on the table, and as soon as I started grooming, I could tell she was not not enjoying it at all. And I yeah. said that day while I was grooming her, I said, this is the last time because she's not enjoying it anymore. And I've since then I've shaved her off on a seven F so she doesn't get any, any more sort of big, any fun styles or anything like that anymore. She literally gets shaved off because mm -hmm. she just doesn't enjoy it anymore. And I think like you said, you, you have to look at that dog and you have to read your own dog and cut your customer's dogs. 
and see yeah. whether they'll um, they'll benefit from it because obviously you must get customers who come to you and say, "Oh, I'd really like it to die my dog." Is there any dogs that you would say, "No, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not dying that dog." Um, so to be honest, I don't get too much of it because I don't who I don't like scream and shout about it. There are I do have a handful of them and. I have tested the dogs and I've tested them with certain like airbrushes, stuff like that, to make sure that they are accepting of any sort of unfamiliar things like an airbrush is obviously it's like a, a cold blast of air. Um, so there are like even putting extensions and stuff, like that's another thing that I do. I do test the dogs and although it's, it might be for an hour on the floor, I'll ask for extra time from that client to say, right, I'm, if you want this done, that's fine, but I'm going to make sure 100% that dog is not going to be stressed out or it's not going to pull it off or, you know, I need to know that no matter what it is, be it colour and patch testing or accessories and extensions, I need to know that dog's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. I've, I've turned down one client before and that dog, I'd, I'd, I'd groomed it for years, but it has the tendency to, to be a bit aggressive sometimes to people. And I said to that person that if you if you die this dog, people are going to want to touch this dog. And <laughs> if you then <laughs> let people touch this dog and then he then bites them, you're going to have a big problem. <laughs> the last thing you want is a beautifully coloured dog that is vicious. Yeah. <laughs> and did, did, did they go ahead or did you just refuse, Nick? I did, no, I refused. I said I wouldn't do it. But it was it reminded me of that that story that you said about the other day about that really aggressive dog that they used to put in a dress. <laughs> So annoying, because like, it's just literally like going, stroke me, stroke me. I'm going to kill you, but stroke me. <laughs> so I've got another um, comment here from Katie Darcy. And she said, I got in create, into creative grooming nearly two years ago when I rehomed a toy poodle named Joy. The dog is honestly a born showman and is only happy when he's the centre of attention. Creative seems like the perfect avenue for him. So we've got some loads of creative groomers on this thread who have showed, have, have posted pictures. There's even one of a creatively groomed Newfoundland. So if anybody wants to see those, head over to the Whippet Facebook page. But we also, for my sins, asked members of the public, so non-dog groomers. So I asked on Dog Friendly UK what they thought of creative <laughs> grooming. How do you think that went down, Soph? Hmm, Yeah. Well, I know the answer because I've read through them. It actually didn't go down as badly as I thought it was going to because I've, when I have died or when the girls have died and let loose on my dogs and I've taken them for a walk, there has been a few looks and funny, even with like my old English, she's got um, poms on her legs at the moment. And sometimes people are like, why have you done that to her? Like, that's not fair. <laughs> and I'm like, it's literally clipping her all off apart from leaving a tiny booty. Like it's not, it's not hard. Um, so yeah, I, I was quite surprised at actually people being quite tame, really. I was quite disappointed. <laughs> Were you ready for a fight, Nick? <laughs> no, but like, I, I think if people want to try and argue a point or they always have something to say when you post a picture, but give them a chance to voice their opinions and like, let it be discussed. They just don't, they don't need it. I wonder, Nick, if you'd put a picture of a dyed dog as well. a picture. Well, this well. brings <laughs> me to the next point. So, Sophie, are you, have you got Dog Friendly open there? I do. Do you want to read out some of the comments from the general public? 
So, so the first one said um, was a lady called Stephanie. She said, not for me, but personally, but my two don't require grooming, only nails. Apparently. I wonder what breed she's got. What breed is it? Not sure. Go on, Nick. Have you got one? Yeah, so I've got some from Dog Friendly UK here. So somebody's put, oh my, whenever these pics are posted, the internet melts with opinions. Personally, I find the grooming great fun. Not my kind of dogs, but good on you. Hashtag retreats. Hmm. Uh, I've got, I wonder if some of these are groomers that have commented, to be honest, because they're putting up some pictures as well. But um, there's someone called Cecilia, and she's written, not for me, and I think they are beautiful as they are. But having seen what really is neglect or abuse, as long as a dog is happy and loved, I think it's not my business. Would rather to see more pink dogs than abandoned ones. And I think that's the point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Someone's just put, no. <laughs> like, it doesn't even go with the question. Just, just no. Just so, someone called Fabienne has said, no, I like a dog to look like a dog. They are beautiful as they are. That's fine. Um, we have actually had a groomer, Katie Jane Adams, comment on the post saying, this is creative grooming. And she's posted a lovely picture of her pink poodle there. And she said, you guys have all of the opinions in the world when myself and fellow creative groomers posted pictures of our colourful pooches. So I did a little bit of digging and I found that post, which had 740 comments because I like a good bit of research stuff. So I found that post and didn't she half get some flack? Oh, bless her. So um, there's obviously a few people who'd said incredible talent, but we had a few people that had said ridiculous um why and she replied why not (laughs) (laughs) i love that um it is very much like 50 50 and i can see that a lot of groomers have got involved in this and someone's put it's a dog not a unicorn and then someone someone of the other groomers has put no no it's still a dog (laughs) someone's put i see nothing attractive about this <laughs> I think a lot of people that are listening to this podcast will go on to Dog Friendly UK and search for that post and have a good little read. <laughs> What's yeah. going I mean, I think the, the majority of it is people not really understanding what goes into it and just seeing the colour and thinking, well, the dog didn't ask for that to be done. Um yeah, then, like I really like that point that Nikki you said earlier that well do they ask to be put in a show trim do they ask to be put in full coat do they ask to be clipped off on a 7f no yeah anyway, like, it's just at the end of the day do they ask not to be brushed by their owners every day no <laughs> someone called Amy and put I unfortunately don't agree with dying dogs the cut is okay each their own we all like different ways I just I'm always wary of colour and I think that's again her saying I don't like it but I don't understand it so, Nikki, do you have to be really careful of the eyes? Like, is this something that if a, if a groom is listening today and they're thinking, oh, I've never done this before, do they go to Boots and buy the hair dye no. there? What do they do? No, so there is products out there by Riddles, from Riddles, that um, are designed for Creative hair. box, a little plug there, Riddles Creative Box. <laughs> Yeah, so there are products that are safe and designed for dogs. And although, yes, you can argue, oh, they're not safe for dogs. It's, yeah, any anything can be 
not safe if it's not used correctly. That like you, if you put shampoo in an eye, it can probably cause an ulcer or, or an infection. You know, if it's not used how it's intended to be used, yeah, it's not safe for dogs. But there are products out there that are safe for dogs and used correctly. You, like you won't have a problem when it goes around the eye and stuff you just don't go close you're not all right i get that people and normally 90 percent of groomers are perfectionists but you're you've got to think of the dog's welfare that's more important than the color like it doesn't matter if you've got a white rim around his eye because it's about safety do some people go right to the eye um i've seen some dodgy colors let's put it that way um how they happened or what the products are that use them i don't know there are some products like um like uh it's called a paint pen it's like a bit like a lipstick material but you could like draw literally right around the eye and that wouldn't really go in the eye it's not going to run it's not going to bleed you know it's it will wash out and it's safe for them. It's, I wouldn't advise putting anything in a dog's eye. Dyes are the worst because they are going to stain. But the more washed out products, like if you've got chalk in an eye, it's probably going to dry the eye out and cause an irritation, but it's not going to be like a harsh chemical going in there. Um, I would never advise putting anything too close to the eye, but it, uh, people do it. And what do you charge? What do you charge if I came in with my dog and said I want the ears and the tail done? I want a, I want him a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you want a and you give me both prices, please. Okay, so for a macaw or a mohawk, um, it would it all depends. So I would always charge a full grooming price. Obviously, if the dog is short coated, staffy, or or Jack Russell, um, and it was a D shed, I would just charge the bath and D shed price, and then add your time on top. So I tend to work on £20 an hour as an average. If it takes half an hour, you add £10 on top, plus your products. So you always have to bear in mind your products. Make the client pay for those products. Don't don't think, oh, it's all right, I'll just chuck it in the rest of the products. No, that is a completely separate product that you're buying for this job that you've got to add into. Um, so always charge your worth as well. Like If I was to do a half an hour dye job, I would charge them half an hour, plus the whole product of whatever I'm going to use, be it um a six pound chalk or you know so something you don't want to charge too little because you'll you will get the piss taken out of you there's no two ways around it well my sister did a color job i think on one of uh what was it a cavapoo i think it was and he loved it the dog was so excited like he just loved the attention but i think she charged it only took her about an hour but she charged about 75 so i think yeah it's it's an expertise as well isn't it but it's quite fun To do something like that rather than just a 7F all off. How, how interesting. Right. Can, I tell you about, can I tell you about one of my grooming fails? I know that this was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I once had this um, Bichon in and they wanted him to have, for Christmas, they wanted him to have striped ears like an elf and a striped tail, like cat in the hat type thing, which was fine. Did it. They were over the moon. I had two more show Bichons coming in after that. And I'd got some dye on the table and then groomed the show Bichon. No, no, no. Afterwards, no. and they sat, both sat in the dye. No, no. What oh, colour yes. was the dye, Nick? What colour was the dye? It was red. Um, oh, so well, oh no. Ridiculously, the first thing I thought is, oh my God, I've cut both of these dogs. <laughs> but it was worse than that. I died these, these short, these short, they weren't actually show dogs, but they, are, they had proper show trims. Oh. And 
I cut the dye out and told the owner they were matted. <laughs> oh, Nicole. <laughs> Repent now. <laughs> I'll do three Hail Marys and hope for the best. I mean, she doesn't come to me anymore anyway, so fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> Probably because of that. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> oh, God. I, there's been um, a few people that have told me, and I'm sure it was just Rona and her podcast when we interviewed her for Rumours Unlocked. Um, she dyed a, I think it was quite a well-known celebrity dog. Um, the wrong, it basically didn't come out the right colour. And she asked for a particular, listen to the podcast, but she has a story about a fail with colour, which is, I think it's really fun. Like, I think as long you, I think you need to set the expectations for that client to say, yeah. look, this is our first time doing it or whatever. Still charge for the time, unless you really want to do it for fun. Um, disclaimer, obviously a yes, disclaimer. Always, always. You want to know the history of the dogs? Allergies? Always, yeah, allergies, history, patch tests, what you hours before. You want to know everything. You want to know that dog's dental records. Because if, they, if anything goes wrong and they try and blame you, like... At least you've got your back covered. You can never ever guarantee a colour is going to sit the way a colour you think is going to sit. Yeah. Always yeah. cover your ass. Yeah, 100%. I'm always curious, right? So, you know, when you put Riddle into a clown? Yeah. How much dye do you need to use for that? Fucking shitloads. <laughs> Honestly, do you know? So, um, that design probably cost me about £400 because I spilt so much dye everywhere my salon was half yellow i literally to pull that design out of the bag i could have died 10 times over everything went wrong but <laughs> on, on a serious note so to die say a full dot a full, full standard poodle um you need at least eight to ten bottles of dye and that'd be like on a fairly low maintenance trim but yeah i for the current design with the macaw that I do, I use probably about 15 to 20 <laughs> bottles. It's going to take moment. forever. Why don't you just call it a pit? not pigeon? Pigeon? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Sophie. This is a Sophie <laughs> issue, guys. This is not a Nikki issue. It's not a parrot issue. This is a Sophie issue. Just call it a pigeon. Oh yeah, for the fucking pigeon. I'll use it at least 12 <laughs> No. Please do a pigeon. I, so. I would actually but love to. Please, can you make the next thing a Sophie inspired? So it's gonna have to have a mohawk and a pigeon. <laughs> it's like big fat grey. Yeah, and call it the whip it out, and then and then have um do a naked groomer, do a naked groomer I with a pigeon and a mohawk. <laughs> Pigeons. <laughs> do it. What's your next design then, Nikki? What's in the bag? Oh, I can't tell you, I'm afraid. Give us some clues. Um, I have loads of designs. Um, I don't really know. I don't know. It all depends. Okay, I do know. So if... Um, Is this a spoiler? Is this a spoiler? Mm. It's a pigeon with a mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be a rainbow pigeon in the shape of a macaw. <laughs> Um, so I have a holiday themed uh, design coming up, um, but I'm hoping to do that at a competition, but we'll see. Yeah, I know, if there is any competitions. Well, yeah. Covid, talking of competitions, Nick, 
So we're hosting Madramania for um, the Irish. Then give it a go. It's online. Um, everything seems to be online these days, but it seems like it's the way to go. So yeah, that is Madramania, and that'll be on the 14th and 15th of November, and that's worldwide. So it's over two days. So this is one that we've not actually done a two-day digital competition yet, so that might wow. be quite cool. You are going to be shattered after that. <laughs> I was literally going to say the same thing. You are going to be fucked. Used to it, <laughs> totally used to it now. Um, so yeah, that's uh, and it's different to Premier Groom because they're actually doing the breed classes, mm-hmm. so it's not just in levels. So they'll be doing the purebred scissor, they'll be doing poodle only class and, and hand strip and all that, that kind of thing. So definitely worth a go. Um, if, you, if you're thinking about getting involved, or you've got a dog or 12 like Nikki does, um, get yourself involved. They are doing a creative class as well, Nick. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, well, there we go. You can see the macaw. If you fancy seeing a pigeon with a mohawk, tune into Madrimania. <laughs> Nikki Smith will be there. <laughs> How did they buy tickets, Nick? Is it already up or not yet? Uh, it's not up yet. The website is currently under construction. So we'll be putting a link on the Whippet for that. Um, it's being run by um, Madrimania's usual team. So that'll be up on the website soon. You can also go through the Whippet. The, the Whippet will be creating a funnel page as well. So if you want to go on there, we'll have a page on the Whippet that you can buy tickets through as well. Exciting. I think in a year where there's not many competitions, I think we've done quite well with having a, quite a few events going on. Groomfest was last weekend. That went well as well. Yeah. So you yeah. groomers, quite lucky, I think. There's quite a lot of events going on considering we're in a global pandemic. Nikki, Nikki Smith, thank you for joining mm-hmm. us this week. Thanks for having me. Lovely to have you. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Has it been good crack? Good crack? Yeah, you girls are amazing. (laughs) You're actually so funny. Literally, every time I listen to your podcast, my wife comes up here and is like, what's going on? Because I'm literally hysterics. (laughs) I I love that. So, guys, if you have any opinions or terrible stories or fails with colour or any other questions as well, uh, feel free to WhatsApp us on my favourite number, which is 07520-670-797. Make sure you're part of our group on Facebook, which is called Whip It Out Podcast for Dog Groomers. So definitely make sure you're liking and following that. And yeah, that's it. Next week, what are we doing next week, Nick? Next week. So we're gonna t- we're gonna do a bit of a throwback. Because it was one of my most favourite pod- my most favourite of podcasts that we've done, and it was embarrassing stories. And I think that now we have got um, regular listeners now, and we've got a few more newer listeners. So we want to hear more embarrassing stories. Yeah. So hit us up with those really awkward moments that you've had in your salon. Like, we'll just do a bit of a throwback. Sophie pissed herself in the salon. Um, <laughs> there's been a few... Well, Sophie always likes to let loose of bodily fluids in the salon. <laughs> you should hear some oh, of the stuff we've cut out. <laughs> I, yeah, you should. And I, I love that we're going back to it because this week, I've loved it. It's been fun. But it's been quite serious. And last week was even more serious. I need... A good crack. I need a good laugh. So send us your juiciest, funniest, and please send them in a voice note. Send them in a voice note. 
You really and want to hear get your us voice. giggling. Get me weeing on the podcast because I find your story <laughs> so funny. That's the challenge, guys. Make me wee. If you Make want to see Lit Sophie lose bladder control, just call this number. Oh <laughs> seven nine five zero. That was wrong. That was wrong. <laughs> It's 07520-670-797. And you too can see Sophie piss herself on the live on the podcast. Oh, gosh, my life comes to. <laughs> okay, guys, so thank you again to Nikki Smith for joining us this week. Thank you, my co-host, Sophie James. And for this week, we are going to whip it out.